Welcome, welcome to the Monday, June 21st edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. Diverse spread of action for you regarding what we've got on the card and what we're about to talk about. So settle in. And we promise, as always, we're going to get you in and out in 10 minutes with everything you need to know about tonight's slate. All right, boys and girls, welcome back to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Alongside Tyler Foljam, I'm Joe Fortenball. It's time to lay out one of our more robust episodes of this podcast as we're going to touch on the NBA, the NHL, and some Major League Baseball action. So let's begin with the NBA as the Atlanta Hawks defeat the Philadelphia 76ers in seven games to advance to the Eastern Conference Finals where they are going to be awaiting the Milwaukee Bucks, who are a sizable favorite here, Tyler. Milwaukee minus 450, Atlanta plus 350 for this series, according to our friends at Caesars William Hill. So we're going to go game by game as the games roll out. But seeing as today's Monday, neither of these teams is playing. You look at the series price, what do you think? Well, first off, welcome back, Joe Fortenbaugh from Family uh-huh. Vacation. I know the Sixers helped you celebrate uh, with family and have nothing but smiles joy and cheer while you are away from work people think sixers fans and philadelphia fans in general are angry we're not angry we're actually very (laughs) progressive we know that these teams will inevitably let us down and fail to meet expectations so we just kind of let it out when it happens and we all move on and that's exactly what happened with the sixers so there you go since the process started (laughs) three series wins in like eight years they've never been past the second round but i appreciate you bringing that up thank you very much (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I apologize. Let's get into the nitty gritty. Um, based yeah, on the prices you just discussed, I'd rather take the team that beat your Sixers Atlanta at plus 350 than lay 450 with the Milwaukee Bucks. I think in this matchup, the uh, Hawks have what it takes to make uh, Giannis the less efficient version of himself. And B did most of his damage against this Atlanta defense from the three-point line, from his mid-range game, and from the free-throw line. Clint Capella is a capable um, defender at the rim, and that's where Giannis has to do the bulk of his scoring. He does not shoot free throws like Embiid. He does not shoot the mid-range like Embiid. He does not shoot the three like Embiid. So if that is what that Atlanta defense is going to force your big man to do, Embiid can take advantage of that. Giannis likely will not. So I think Atlanta is deep. They got guys all on the perimeter that can score. Of course, Trey Young can do his thing as well. And Milwaukee, after looking really dominant against Miami, did not look nearly as impressive against a depleted Brooklyn team. So uh, I like Atlanta. If you're going to give me these prices, I'll play Atlanta at plus 350 on the series. I'm going to be betting a lot of Giannis unders early in this series as far as points, rebounds, assists, and par as a whole. And I'm going to be betting um, – I'm going to be taking the points in my pocket with Atlanta because I think the, the market is not giving enough respect to the Hawks after what they did. Like seven points in game one for sure give me a seven-point head start with Atlanta based on the swag they're playing with. Yeah, I I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I don't love this series, but if I'm going to bet the series, and I will, I'll take Atlanta plus 350. I think this this should be priced a lot closer. Milwaukee, obviously, we're very familiar with them in the postseason, and a lot of people are going to say, well, this is the big mental hurdle they needed to clear. They're obviously a team of destiny now. It feels like destiny, blah, blah, blah. You laid out all great points with Atlanta. I love what I've seen from that. People will knock Atlanta by saying Ben Simmons couldn't hit a free throw, by saying the Sixers choked it away. Let's really evaluate Brooklyn for what they are. Not what we thought they were going to be, but for what they are. They lost Kyrie Irving, and James Harden was a shell of himself. He couldn't shoot, and he was out there just gimping around. It was really a one-man act with Kevin Durant 
and it still went seven games. <laughs> right. I think that says more about Durant and the Nets than it does about Giannis and the Bucks. And as a result, I think Atlanta can hang, and definitely at the price of plus 350. So give me the Hawks here. Maybe if you think Milwaukee comes out firing and wins game one, and you still like the Hawks for the series, wait, you'll get a better price after game one. So I'm with you there. Let's touch on the NHL for a little bit. Big game five tonight in Tampa Bay as the Lightning host the Islanders series tied 2-2. I'm going to take a small shot on the Islanders. Small shot. Tampa's minus 185 for this game. On the comeback, the Islanders are plus 165. That is exactly the reason I'm going to play it. I think the price is way too big. Tampa Bay deserves to be the favorite. They're at home. And they've got this crazy stretch over the last two postseasons where they're 11 and 0 when coming off a loss. So I'm trying to overcome a lot here. But we're talking about plus 165 with an Islanders team that belongs here. They're five and three on the road this postseason, winning at least one road game in every series they've played, which includes Tampa. It also includes Boston, who they played in the previous round. Uh, three of the four games of this series have been decided by one goal. The game that wasn't was decided by two goals. Essentially what I'm getting at here is I think these two teams are much more compatible, are much closer in pricing, and are much more competitive with one another than the price for this game indicates. Again, I got to overcome a big factor with Tampa being 11-0 and off losses in the last two postseasons. But at plus 165, I will take a small shot on the Islanders tonight. Is there anything you're looking at for game five? Yeah, I noticed that trend about the uh, Lightning. That's why I kind of lean towards them. But uh, since I think the Lightning are the team uh, to look at in this game, they're built on offensive dominance, on firepower, on a dynamic attack. And so I play the over five goals. Only one game has gone over that total so far of the four they've played. But with the Lightning coming back home and having an energized crowd and having such, such a dominant offensive attack, I think no matter what the outcome of this game is, the uh, lightning drive it to be kind of an offensive game. So if they land on five, you push no, no, no blood there, but if you can get six goals, I think you can cast the over. Little uh, baseball action to round this thing out. National League East showdown between the Mets and the Braves. I know you sent me a text saying you like something there, but you didn't tell me what. So I'm, I'm, I'm waiting with bated breath here. What are we doing? Well, it's, it's an early start Two ten Pacific um, five, 10 on the East coast. But Jacob DeGrom is on the bump, um, and the Mets lineup is involved in this game. So with Ian <laughs> Anderson being the starter for the Braves, he's a pretty capable starter. I'm going to play no runs in the first inning, a quick, easy bet. Just got to get uh, no tallies on the board through the first six outs of the game. Um, minus 143, pretty heavy. I don't like laying that much juice, but there is confidence with DeGrom, who, again, his last start out was perfect through uh, – three innings, struck out eight of the nine batters he faced against the Cubs, and then had to leave that start. So I know he's had some issues that have abbreviated starts, but I only need him to get three outs. So I think he can do that even against a Braves lineup that's really potent, and then um, hopefully Ian Anderson can do the same the first time uh, facing the Mets order. So no runs, first inning, Anderson and DeGrom, early start, 5-10 Eastern. Got to lay a little bit there, but I do like that to be scoreless after one. First two baseball bets out of the gate are an indication of the attention spans that you and I bring to the table. You're going to go first inning runs. I'm going to play Padres Dodgers first five innings under three and a half runs under three and a half runs for the first five innings. Uh, it's essentially minus 115. So you got to lay a little extra juice there for the Padres. It's going to be you Darvish who hasn't just been good this season. He has owned the Dodgers in two starts. He's given up just two earned runs over 14 innings pitched with 18 strikeouts and only five walks. So I like my chances there. On the flip side, Julio Urias is going to be pitching 
for the Dodgers. Now, Rios has given up two or fewer earned runs in five of his last seven starts. Some would say if you study some of the metrics regarding Arias, eh, he might be due for some regression at some point. But look at the lineup he's going against with the Padres, who don't hit lefties well at all. 28th in home runs against left-handed pitching, 25th in weighted runs created, 24th in weighted on-base average. It's a good matchup for Arias. It's a very good matchup for Darvish, who has mowed these guys down twice this season. Under three and a half runs, Padres-Dodgers, first five innings. Anything else on the Major League card that you like tonight? Yeah, I think my favorite big league bet is Astros' run line, first five innings against the Baltimore Orioles. The game is in Baltimore, so that at least gives the O's a fighting chance. But if the Astros um, have the lead, by any uh, number of runs after the first five innings at minus 115, you're going to catch that ticket. Um, Astros absolutely matched left-handed pitching, and Keegan Aiken is not a left-hander to fear for the Orioles. The Astros, it's no longer the White Sox. It's the Astros that are first in Major League Baseball on average on-base percentage and OPS versus left-handed pitching. Even Ooh. without Alex Bregman, they have guys like Correa, Altuve, Guriel who can mash lefties. Even the lefties in the middle of their lineup are also against lefties. Michael Brantley and Jordano Alvarez do not give up platoon splits from the left side. They can crush against lefties and righties. So the Astros have been the most dominant offense in baseball this season against lefties. Keegan Aiken, a lefty on the bump for the Orioles, a ballpark boost for that Astro lineup going to uh, Camden Yards where the, the ball flies out. So they just got to win the first five innings by a single run. Lay 115, Jake Odorizzi on the bump for them, uh, a righty who is league average, but against the Orioles gets a little bit of boost against that lineup. So that's my favorite bet on the diamond today. That right is it for today. 10 minutes of that you need as we to deliver. Do us a favor and subscribe, rate, and review if you get the opportunity. It means a lot. It means a lot. The corporate awards, all that good stuff. We'll be back in the morning.